What's up, you guys? I'm Justin. I'm one of your co-hosts here on the Omen Podcast, and this week is going to be a continuation of last week, where we talked about finding your community in a world full of cap. So we felt like last week, uh, as we were talking about this after we recorded the podcast, um, that there's a lot more to say about this, uh, specifically about what kind of community you're trying to build. Um, and so Zen and myself have like different, uh, goals and, uh, aspirations. And so we want to dive into like those different kinds of communities and like how, uh, the work community uh, is applied throughout the music industry and, uh, in other industries too. And I think, um, you know, a good way to to sort of start this off is to talk about how fan bases more so evolved into communities. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we can like cite some examples. Um, yeah. But I think the days are long gone where you have these um, sort of idols in a way, right? These idol celebrities that that don't come in con- any kind of contact with the fan or when they do it's such a rare occasion that that fan essentially like worships them in in a way i think that's kind of starting to phase out i think people are are over that um phase people now desire to really relate to and to interact with um people that they they look up to and they admire and enjoy whether it's whatever content content they put out whether it's like music or um, anything like I guess a perfect example of this would be YouTube. Um, YouTube is really interesting in that it's giving content creators a chance to interact with their audience and then their audience to interact back with them. And a lot of times even forming genuine relationships where it's like, you know, they can talk one on one with an audience member and you know, that person's more than just a, a fan. It's like, there's actually someone that that cares for what they're doing and supports what they're doing. And then that, that content creator is actually someone that cares for and supports, you know, that community member. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's an example. Um, also, um, I guess the site specifics, like you have people who, stream on Twitch and everything like mm-hmm. there's these whole um communities that they have that um that really are kind of they they exist they form these communities and what's really interesting is that these communities exist even without the person who started them and yeah. the person who it's for Definitely. um yeah you know i think a, a interesting example would be like um you look at like massive i guess i guess a big example would be like kenny beats right he Mm -hmm. has this massive um following on twitch for a a music for a musician because sometimes just to give people a frame of reference for for like how little musicians actually you know make it on you know on, on twitch is like for a game, even like for PUBG, which has been out for what three years, two years, you get like a mm-hmm. hundred thousand people that are viewing Twitch. But like when I was checking like the music streams, it was only like 
26,000 people viewing all of the music streams. Well, um, you go on a, on a twin, uh, a Kenny beats, um, stream and he has 10,000 people in there, 10 to 15,000 people watching him produce. And the interesting thing with that is like, he has a whole discord server. Um, on top of that, that, that people interact, you know, like, you know, I checked it out, looked in there to see, you know, what was going on inside of it. Cause I was curious and everything. And, and it was really people that are interacting with each other without even, and they would, they would still be interacting with each other. And even if Kenny beats never existed and they were in that one spot. So it's like, really, it's a community that forms around somebody but then that community can still function organically without that person. And I think that's, right. that's something that's really interesting that's starting to take shape now. Um, yeah. yeah. Including that. Um, so I actually want to cite an uh, example too. Haywire's community on Twitch. Um, okay. He honestly has one of the like best followings <clears throat> and, um, one of the best uh, uh, communities as well. Um, he's he's got a guy that actually runs his Discord for him because he's a fan, and so that yeah. fan turned into like a intern almost for him. <laughs> um, he was I'm pretty sure I think Bashful just started out as just being a fan inside of uh, Haywire's yeah. Instagram and whatnot, but um, Haywire's consistency and uh, his transparency with his process. Um, uh, he he has one of the most interesting uh, live shows in electronic music and just all around. He's one of the people that I believe um, influences um, uh, being an actual musician in production. Cause like I said um, beforehand, he, he spent like 10 years, probably 14 years just practicing piano and then applying yeah. that, that, that composition background and that piano background into making his own um, music and blending a lot of genres together. But um, uh, whenever I'm on the stream uh, with Haywire, like um, I usually see a lot of folks, like you said, organically just communicating. Like they're not even communicating with with Haywire sometimes, just on the chat room, just (laughs) talking to each other about uh, production help or um, maybe the social crisis in the area, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a lot of things to just to speak about. Um, and then also he, he continues to get uh, more subscribers because his, his live stream is very uh, entertaining and also very educational because yeah. he, he doesn't have a lot of uh, sound design um, tips. A lot of the times it's really him actually writing new music right in front of you. And wow. it's so transparent to be like that authentic, like, um, uh, and that n- not really authentic, that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, uh, to just like write lyrics in front of you while producing mm-hmm. and, um, showing you like the sauce, which is something that I know a lot of people, people have issues with. <laughs> I have a random, okay. So I was about to, so he shows you everything right on his Twitch. Thing. Yeah. He shows you, he, he even says it. He's like, I'm not. He's like, it's not my. Him, Lido, and a couple others would be like, my sound design isn't my secret. Yeah, the secret is in your songwriting. Yeah, he's like, that's that's my. Because he was like, I don't really do a lot with sound design. Yeah, 
Like he'll I use kinda, a couple of plugins and stuff. But yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on that because that's an interesting yeah. thing. Because you have Kenny Beats. Um, he hides everything. Mm. He absolutely hides everything, right? And he hides the drum kits he uses. He hides um, everything that he uses. Like, and there's a, a couple things that he'll show. Um, he'll usually show stuff. I think he shows stuff. What I've noticed that is a little harder to obtain, right? So it might be a plugin that, um, well, I guess someone could pirate it, but generally these days people can't really pirate too much because everything has eye lock and pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, protection. But um, he'll show might show a plugin, you know, different stuff that people can't really obtain. But he doesn't show everything, and he'll tell you he doesn't show everything. You can see his whole Ableton browser is like like his whole left side of his screen is like blocked out with like the chat and everything conveniently not mm-hmm. showing you the, the drums he's choosing and different stuff he's choosing. Um, so I think that's kind of, it's kind of interesting. You have different, you know, philosophies in regards to that. And I think yeah. it's well, also two different said, communities. Yeah. Two different communities. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think um, what he was saying is, I guess for people not to copy him and uh, explore and find their own sound. Mm-hmm. I think that's what his kind of premise was. Um, but it rings a lot like the people that there's people out there that will, you know, throw an effect on a hi hat and then say, call that sauce, you know, or there's people that would do certain things and call it and and, and they'll call that sauce. And it's like, well, if, if that's the one thing that they do, I think some people, I think sometimes it's built on insecurity. It's like, there might be somebody that copies me so much that they can't, that, you know, I'm no longer me or that I'm, I'm basically, I've been duplicated. You're scared that you're going to get copied. Um, I think that's something that I don't know. I guess that might be something he's, he's scared of or, but I mean, Mm -hmm. the thing is, is like, I think, you know, he has a decent amount of skill where it's, it won't, because he uses live instruments and stuff, where it, yeah. it won't be, you know, where it, it is, a, it would be a little harder to try to copy him exactly. And even then, it's like, as long as you're not giving a tutorial during your stream, I mean, and even if you are, like, people aren't, aren't going to be able to copy you verbatim, like, you know, yeah. and I never really understood that, like, because there are, there are people that do try to copy people's beats. Like I will say that there's people out there that that will try to copy your music, and and that's always been kind of weird to me. Um, now, if you're if you're copying, because I think some people do that to study, like that's a means of studying. Like if they can, that's usually for me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's how that. I learned. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. That's that's understandable. Like even me, like I I would do these synth patch tutorials on how to design like this synth from this song, you know, Mm -hmm. just so that you can get used to how a synth works and everything. And that helps. So I understand if you copy to learn, but people copy to like put out as their own. And that's always weird to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, you know, back to what we're getting at, it's like, even though he does all that, um, people still respect him. You know, he, he still has skill. He's still, you know, acclaimed and everything. Um, mm-hmm. and well, I actually have a question a about, I actually, I actually have a 
a question about him versus okay. like maybe Haywire's. Uh, so so I know of Haywire, the value, like I said, the, that he provides for his community is that transparency. Yeah. Uh, just to see like he uses serum and uh, Diva and all his gear. And even though you try to, you, you can try to copy him, mm-hmm. but you have to pay. Yeah, you it's only, a paywall. Not, not only do you have to pay for the gear, but not only that, it's 14 years of piano. Yeah. You nah, can't you copy, can't copy that. that. You yeah. can't see what I'm saying. So, so he's more secure in himself uh-huh. to know that I can give away the sauce. Yeah. Cause guess what? You can have all these plugins all you want to, but the musician, the composition, there, yeah. the musicianship, that's, that's all hardcore practice. And like you, know, you can't, it's you interesting. Know? Like but, you say that yeah. because I have the pretty much the same philosophy. It's like, I'm not really worried about sharing people with people like, anything I use because like I'm secure in, in who I am as an artist and that, you know, like I've I have twelve years of playing, you know, playing bass and, you know. Wow. So like yeah. that that I'm not I'm not worried about someone really trying to copy me. Um, you know, yeah, they can try to use a plug in, you know, they can try to use Trillion and copy me, but it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to to really get that feel like um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, you know. So, yeah. So that, that goes back to the question of like, if, if he's not giving out sauce, oh, yeah, what, what does he give what out? Value? Like, what, oh, yeah, what, what value yeah. does he, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, so that's, that's a good thing that you, you added that. Yeah. But so here's, so here's the main question What value does Kenny Beats provide that he gets more viewers and followers? And, and uh, even, I think even TJ mentioned this in yeah. the Discord when he first joined. He was like, one of my favorite guys is, Kenny beats solely what he does for the producer community. So I was like, you know, yeah. what value is he providing that he he doesn't have to give away any sauce yeah. so for people to still it's follow? It's not him. that he so doesn't give it? out any sauce, right? He just covers uh-huh. up a lot of it. So there's certain things he'll give out. He'll tell people about like there's a few things that he'll he'll tell people about. Um, I think the value, and I'm I'm not too like. I just caught his stream for the first time out of curiosity today, to be honest. Like I I've really? always seen, yeah, <laughs> I've seen now I've seen clips of him, right. I've seen clips. Like mm-hmm. he had the clip that, um, you know, where he was using a tape machine and everything. And yeah, you know, that's kind of why I was like, let me go ahead and try to try to get one before the price goes up. Cause <laughs> I had been looking at him and I was like, let me try to see if I can get one. Um, but you know, he showed that, and and the thing is, YouTubers like, whenever they mention gear, the, the price shoots up. But yeah, the value he provides, he he shows people, he gives people advice and stuff, and then, um, the community itself is fifty thousand people, right? So even yeah. if he's not providing value himself, there's like a whole community of people that are there to like critique and help other people out. Um, you know, people provide information of where they found like free drum kits and they find information of where it's like a a lot of knowledge sharing. Um, and I think that's something that that's really big that's going on. So even if he's not directly giving out sauce, there's somebody in his community that is out of all 50,000 of those people. Um, Mm -hmm. so I kind of think that's the value. What's really cool about Oh, I'm sorry. What's really cool about that is also creating sub communities inside of that big oh, community. Oh, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll touch on that's that. That's a really too. cool so thing. I'll, so I was yeah. going through the, <laughs> the channel today, um, mm. and 
because I, I was kind of thinking of the podcast and I was thinking of like, you know, I was like, let me go ahead and, you know, I was watching, a, saw a clip of his video. He's like, join the Discord. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what this Discord's about. So I went in there. And the interesting thing is the channels are always packed, right? Like they have mm-hmm. like 10, 10, 12 people in one channel, um, like while Kenny Beats like work is streaming, right? So they're in the channel mm-hmm. talking and everything while he's streaming. And then like they have, they had like several channels like this, like that were, had people in them. And then they have all kinds of different sub channels on like music composition, kind of how, how your discount your discord i mean um is organized you know it it's like several people you know several different channels for music composition for for samples for all kinds of stuff and Mm -hmm. it's really 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 active um and i think that you know i was kind of investigating it and just kind of seeing what, what was going on in there and and it's it's probably one of the most active discord communities i've ever been in period even in gaming right it, right because it, it, those channels constantly people are are um are, are, are stuff putting and, putting like value into each yeah, channel yeah so i think yeah. that's that's really where his value comes from is in in the community now you know here's the dark side because i'll be i'll be straight up right right is i think a lot of people because a lot of them are probably kids, you know, younger kids, right? And they dream mm-hmm. of having the the placement. The lifestyle. You know, they dream yeah. of having the lifestyle and the placement, right? And they really want these placements and stuff. And so they they join this Discord because it's, you know, this producer who has these placements is his Discord. They join it thinking that that's going to be their route to get to that point. And, it, mm-hmm. and it, who knows? It very well could be. I don't know if he does any kind of recruiting out of that. Um, but I do think a lot of people might be in there for the sake of it being just his, his discord and for it being for maybe wanting to get a placement for maybe wanting Mm -hmm. to get something out of him specifically. Right. Um, right. So I I think, you know, there might be a little bit, um, cause I know I, I touched on people idolizing and stuff. I think there might be a little bit of that going on in in that discord so which is kind of you know in, an interesting kind of almost a counterpoint like it you can build a whole community right but some depending mm-hmm. on how that community is 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 formed while they might be receiving value and they might be providing value to each other it doesn't mean that they they're idolizing the person who they might be idolizing the person who started it and i think right. that that's kind of a thing like um yeah, I think that naturally is going to occur, though. I think I don't know if you can really avoid starting a, a discord community or any kind of community built around you and people who like your music and them not to some degree. Um, have, I guess, some sort of obs- not obsession, but you know what I mean? Like, well, that's what a fan um, is, is like a fanatic a, true. an you're obsessed right. person yeah, yeah, with right. your with your work um yeah. uh, uh definitely with with your work um and i think that's just a part of humanity i think that's just a part of life is that you know i'm pretty sure you you might have done this before and i and i did too like 
where I used to idolize people just because they made great music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you want to get better. You want to get just as good as they are. Yeah. You do, you do want to have the lifestyle, and, yeah. and, but it's, it's, it's not until you get deep into it and you realize, Oh wow. Like there's a lot of black holes in this. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. Like, you know, I was telling my cousin, she's 11, 12. She can sing, play piano, oh, dance, wow. all that stuff. Um, and uh, uh, she's asking me, like, when are we going to write a song? When are we going to do a dance together? You know, all that other stuff. And I was like, you, you got to enjoy that part right now when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm learning some things for you, honestly. Yeah. You know, when you're ready. But, uh, but anywho, it's just like, I forgot the point that I was going to make um, with all that. It's it's just uh, um, it's it's just a part of, of of like I said, the human cycles. Like when you see gotcha. someone that's better than you, you want to get you oh, yeah. want to naturally get you better because people. you're inspired by that. Yeah, yeah like naturally. Yeah. But 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 here's the other question about Kenny Beats. I'm kind of ignorant. All I know is the um, that uh, isn't a Red Bull sponsors. He, they sponsor his. I think um, at one point YouTube channel. I don't know if they still his, do, but at one point I do remember because he had the fridge in the cave. You yeah, he that? had the first yeah, in the cave, yeah. and then and then he has people come in and do like, uh, uh what's what's the show called? It's Kenny Beats. Um, it's, I think it's just called the Cave. It, is it just called the? Uh, okay, because it's like he check. he brought in Denzel Curry and some other folks to like rap or sing over some stuff to, that they made in the studio together. Yeah, it's called the Cave. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but like, my thing is, what are his production credits and like, cause I'm, I'm very ignorant to oh, his success and like, he, I, all I want to know is why, like so many people are traveling to, he's sp- probably specifically one of the top producers right his now. Twitch. He's probably one really? of the top, yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of okay. placements. Um, like I'm not too familiar, but I, I, I'll tell you this. I was listening to like the release radar on Spotify and, and. Like mm-hmm. you're guaranteed you're gonna hear something he produced. Like it's kind of like that. Dang. Yeah. He he's pretty okay. big. Yeah. He he. Okay. That's why. All right. He, I kind of want to say he's one of the. Will I say he's like top five current current like producers maybe that are that are making a lot of noise, right? I'm not even gonna say ha- right. that has a lot of placements because there's there's a lot of low key guys that are getting the, that right. that that placement money and they're, and then they're not as known. Um, but he took that, you know, his placements and built a whole, you know, that that it was those that in combination with his YouTube channel, um, and and then also you know him streaming on Twitch. Which I kind of mm-hmm. also think, you know, that the cave series—that's what gave him a big, a big following. Um, yeah. And I kind of here's the interesting thing because we're talking about community, so it it'd be kind of interesting to dive dive into this. But it's like it almost shows that building a community—it shows that building a community around your work and everything is is essential not just a fan base right a, a community exactly right? you know yeah a, a real community it, yeah it's essential for you to sustain to have any kind of longevity yes exactly because, yes because here's the thing yes. i think even after it you know kenny beats you know falls out out of you know relevancy right he mm-hmm. he's still gonna have that community there 
he's still gonna right. have the community there that um and he can pivot and do whatever and still remain relevant or amongst a, a lot of people um right and, i mean that's why you got people like uh el debarge uh bell biff devoe um new edition they still tour yeah because exactly. that 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 age group is still alive mm-hmm. and they and that's what their music was when they were in their 20s exactly. and their 30s or teenage years or kids um and can still tour and still make decent money then you have that's people, a great point then you have people like um logic right so he retired mm-hmm. and he signed a seven million dollar Twitch deal, seven million dollars. Oh, probably, is that why he he has like advertisement with Twitch so much? Yeah, because of his new album or something. Yeah, I, I got an email about it. Yeah, they're probably um, they probably paid him more. I want to say, or around as much as he's probably made over the course of his mm-hmm. albums, seven million dollars. And that's just yeah. the, that's the deal. It's like <laughs> you know, not the label getting a cut. They're giving him seven million dollars. For, to do a Twitch, you know, Twitch over the next few years, like sit in front of a computer and play games for $7 million. What? And so wow. he's, he's pivoting in a way, right? So it's like he's going from music and now he, you know, he's a father. So he has to take care of his kids and everything. And he's pivoted in such a way that he can, you know, sit in front of a computer, walk away, you know, and, if he needs to tend to his family and it's flexible, I'm sure, I'm sure that he doesn't have to stream every day. It might be like once a week or something, you know, he right. sits down, you know, he does his stream and, you know, he collects his money, which is, which is wild. But that, you know, his fan base is now going to go from, cause I would, I would say that he had a traditional fan base. Right. But now they're right. going to kind of evolve into being members of a community. Um, if mm-hmm. they, if they, tune into his streams they're going to be a part of the community because um you know a community evolves around people um people I, I had a good you know in my head i had a good like definition but i feel like a community a community evolves around um more than just someone at the center it's not just someone at the center right it's, right it's 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 a it's an overall ideal yeah that you all agree with exactly that is why y'all so while here. so while someone may have started that community it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that community revolves around them and that's the interesting thing about um any of these discord communities is that is that it revolves around more than just a person who started it um so i think that's kind of really a really interesting thing like to sustain that's what you have to do because mm-hmm. people fall in and out of out of relevancy so easy today um yeah. because if the label isn't putting money up for um your promotion if if the if they run out of money or if they decide oh we want to push this other artist or there's a there's so many factors that can happen that People don't. People want more than just clicking like on your photo on Instagram, right? And yeah, and it's so much deeper. People than that. want more. People <laughs> want that community, um, and that's the yeah. thing. You know, I kind of wonder, like, um, because that would be the move for any artist, right? That's falling out of yeah. re- relevancy. That's, like, yes, um, yeah. That's why this word is so like 
important. Yeah. Like if you if you're focusing on getting fans, you, you have the old mentality of that. It's not yeah. going to work for you as well. Or even just customer. If you think of, you know, just getting money out of people, it's not like that anymore. Like yeah. you have to build a solid brand, and and what a brand is really the the idea the um ideal or the idea or the concept that you're building around that other people relate to that, you know, they really believe in that thing too. Yeah. And and that's, and that's when if people believe in it so strong, like you said, even when they're not active in that community, they're still forming a relationship with each other. Um, and that's, that's what I see in Haywire's community all the time. And probably what you saw in Kenny beats discord, uh, shout out to Valentine. Uh, her community is incredibly active. Okay. Um, for uh electronic music um there's a lot of people that i listen to and look up to that are in that community as well uh she yeah. has a very active discord um and then even labels um are building more discourse because they're starting to realize yeah if we if we if we make it all about using an artist to get money off of them they're going to continue to do this independent thing and and that's good too but also this is kind of a side topic i guess but it's yeah. like it's 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 at the end of the day labels if they're not focusing on really building a community around what they're doing and what they believe in then they're not going to be a label anymore <laughs> they're not they're not going to be active yeah. anymore like the way they they really could and really make that or have that influence inside of that specific genre space if you will uh, and I think uh, that's kind of interesting um, because I, I don't know. I, I think a label might be able to pull off the community thing. Um, who knows? Kenny Beats could be signed to a label and it'd be a part of, you know, that be a part of the thing. I don't know. But um, yeah. well, I do. I do know of uh, artist collectives that are also a label like um, I think it's Moving Castle. That's what. Yeah. A.O. Beats and. Um, uh I know the other guys. I can't remember them right now. But do you think a label Robo can Kid. be genuine with forming a community? Because if it, I think if it's artists, if it's artists building a label uh, and they're gotcha. genuine, like gotcha. it, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, that's that's what so labels like are turning label. into is like an indie label. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. So it's okay. like so if you yeah. so if you and me started a label right now, like you and me would have to break up certain responsibilities. We both make music. Yeah. But like I might handle PR. You might handle marketing. Someone else handles this, but we all make music and we're really trying to build off of each other. Got that's you. that's the way you create a community. Uh, Bonsai, uh, Bonsai Collective, I think that's what their name is. I just got invited there by uh, this girl named Tsunami. Um, uh, she told me to, to to join their community, but it's like uh, this guy named Afro Samurai. He's a dancer, uh, music producer, and uh, but he's also... Um, in control of their um i think some of their marketing or pr inside of that yeah. label too so it's like that's that's what labels and like are gonna form into like now and really soon now i don't i can't say about mainstream world i don't know what's going on with that yeah but you and i as low-key underground artists this in probably 10 years will be what the mainstream yeah you know well, models after that's usually how it happens even 10 years <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be 10 years because here's the thing well not 10 i'm just giving a, a i think a, a number i'm gonna say, you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna say two years max really right? you think i'm gonna two? say two years <laughs> i'm gonna say two years max yeah because 
because here's the, like the thing, right? Um, you're gonna you have all all these superstars now. I don't know if all these superstars are gonna want to start um, Discord communities because they have enough money to sustain them and they don't have to talk to people, right? Um, right. But I think even a lot of there's some people that you might be surprised like that might have some kind of um, Discord community. Um, and I think that's going to be something interesting too, because we might see a pivot from, or not really a pivot, but I guess these two things that Discord is being used for, what was once like a replacement for TeamSpeak, right, is now mm, something yeah. where whole online communities are being formed, and and that's kind of really interesting. It's like a, it's a, it, it's essentially a social network for niches. Um, yeah, and that's kind of something that's cool. That's really that's it's kind of taking off, and I, I'll be really interested in seeing them take that approach to Discord, right? Thinking of it as right. a social network for niches, and you know, I just gave them free game if they check the podcast out. But, um, <laughs> but you have like, if they were to take that approach and really and really go down that road, because it's still honestly, it's outfitted still for video games. But if they really mm-hmm. were to go down that road and have different things to facilitate, you know, facilitate different kinds of hobbies and stuff like music and mm-hmm. visual arts and stuff and, you know, actually made the streaming inside of it decent. Right. And now you can have your um, discord community. And instead of people having to go all the way outside of, you know, discord, they can stay in discord and watch your stream and if there's a means to monetize it where they have advertising and stuff um and they did that all in there then you're really keeping the community in one place um because i think that's kind of something that that happens too is when you when you're trying to shift the community around and you have a discord Mm -hmm. you got a youtube you got a twitch you got an instagram you're going to get some fall off like someone isn't necessarily following you on all those platforms um Mm -hmm. they're just not like um so if you reduce the amount of platforms you use and you really close that up you know that's a a big thing um and i guess it kind of leads to the next point um with being a key thing um which is kind of something that i I feel like you know we're talking about providing value um Mm -hmm. which is why i kind of question labels like i don't know if major labels are going to be able to do this but giving more than receiving right mm, so like right. being able to provide more value mm-hmm. right than they're actually receiving money that then you know that they're receiving um yeah. and that's a big part of building your community at first is like you know someone asks you questions about something you know like yeah you know people hit me up on, online you know asking about certain things regarding a doll like or what doll should they use and it's like mm-hmm. taking time to answer people, right? And and being patient with them if they're new and be um, providing that kind of value. Sometimes providing, you know, in my case, if I'm a sound designer, you know, being a sound designer, like providing a free sound pack occasionally, you know, providing some free sounds mm-hmm. and don't and don't provide free crap sounds, right? Because that's the thing. You know, you got people. Oh yeah, I hate that. You, know, you got people that like, have these sound rehashed packs. music radar sounds. Yeah, rehashed music radar. Oh man, like we were talking about. That's um, yeah. Like 
that's a whole call him out that's bro. a whole other that's call, a whole other call podcast. him out point but, what's that what's but, that awesome point him out point him out point him out you know um i was watching mg the future they had spicy sundays um yesterday and you know yeah. they they talk they talk about all this stuff right and i was kind of yeah. disappointed when i found out that um decap um uses drums from old rolling drum modules and he just like uh you know throws them into decapitator that's a saturator or, yeah, or, it, or compressor then, you know, yeah and then turns the tape yeah. machine on behind him and he might run them through the tape i don't know he may not but um, like that's the thing like they and and here's the thing it's like and kind of what they're talking about with that it was like it's not that there's nothing wrong with that you know, it's not that there's something wrong with it. It's just the fact that mm-hmm. people pretend that they're doing more than what they are. So, yeah, they right. might be, you know, because they're taking drums from source machines. Like, they're taking drums from analog machines. But the thing is, everybody has those same drums in the same folder, and they just combine it, com- you know, com- layer drums and combine them to make new drums. or not really new drums, but hybrid drums, essentially. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of, you know... And granted, I'm not mad. Like, it's not like you know. I only got the drums on Spikes anyway, so it's like what one a few credits, like you know, a hundred credits or so. Like, I'm not, I'm not right. really um, mad at that. Um, but I think like providing real decent sounds that you try True on, value. you yeah. know, because I ran an yeah. ad um, advertising my free sound pack. And I got a lot of downloads on it. and That's awesome, bro. And I think it, it, a big part of it is I think people heard the song that I used and they're like, okay, you know, the song that I made with it, and they're like, okay, this is something that's decent. You know, it had loops mm-hmm. and 808s in the pack. And um, a lot of people um, got that pack. And I think a lot of people, now a lot of times they, they there's this like, kind of duality in the philosophy right there's people that believe oh you might attack uh, attract people who are just freebie seekers right Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's true some people are just freebie seekers but i feel like a lot of those freebie seekers are kids too right so Mm -hmm. i know when i was younger in high school i was not buying i could not even think about putting money towards a digital sound pack right (laughs) Right. i couldn't think about like like you know um that was I just didn't have that kind of money in high school um so like I think providing like free stuff for kids is fine like and then you'd be surprised like one day they might you know scrounge up some money and and if they like all your free stuff then they they'll like your paid stuff um and that's the thing it's like you provide that much value and be genuine when you provide value right so yeah, that's, that's kind that's, of a thing yeah. it's like yeah. a lot of people they they're really one you know like providing value is too much of an upsell for them right and i get it it's (laughs) business and everything like you know i'm not telling people not to upsell like you gotta upsell but if you if your only end goal is is just an upsell right then you know that's not really being genuine now it might work i'm not saying it's not gonna work but it's just personally i'd rather like okay i'm gonna um give this sound pack out for free um you know 
yeah, they're going to be on my email list for, for getting the sound pack, but, but I'm not going to spam them to death on the email list. You know, I'll keep them updated, but you know, and then I'll, I'll let them know when I drop another free one. Like I'll probably make another free one after I do, um, the next few. And then also, also getting those same people to be interested in your music and everything. Um, I think that's my biggest struggle is like, how do I get people interested in what I do? Cause like every time I share with somebody, like literally like they're like, Whoa, like this is, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've had people come up to me and like, why aren't you bigger? And I'm like, well, look at all the fluff we have, all, yeah. like, all the cat we got out there. Look at, look yeah. at the Walmart of, of artists that are out there right now. Everybody <laughs> yeah. sounds the same. Re- yeah. Rehashing the same splice samples, splice loops. Yeah. Um, and now, like I said, like everything's caving in, imploding in, like on itself. Like what, yeah. what, what people thought was going to work out actually is imploding. And so like my, my big question to myself, I'm still working on this. It's like, how do I get people interested in the product that I'm selling, which is really uh, my music and then also uh, the experience of my music. So like um, I haven't played a lot of shows yet, but I really do hope that by, by looking at different communities now, now that I've experienced a lot, I was like, I really need to find the communities that are going to support specifically my music. Um, I've been yeah. going to like the wrong communities for a long time. Um, yeah. And so like, I really need to find out, you know, even, even the, the live show that, that I do, or even just, just uh, playing on the turntables and stuff like that. Like are, is the lighting in that, that audience and that experience, that environment, where yeah. that music can breathe because if i if i if i film it and i put an ad out like you know my song is out or come to my show and they see that that the person has to realize like oh i like what they're all doing they're all having a good time and this music behind this video is fire oh this is this guy's music like yeah hey i'm gonna check him out i'm gonna check out these tickets and stuff you know and and those are the questions that i have to continue to ask myself um uh and continue to search for information on uh, when you're an artist and you're trying to tour and stuff like that. And uh, uh, you, you really do have to ask yourself, um, um, how, how uh, am I, am I running my live show? Uh, because that's really where your money's going to come from. Yeah. True. Cause that's where you're going to get your followers and that's where you're going to get your fan. I'm telling you, dude, like when I played shows, my, my, I had nothing. And this is r- real talk. I had about 400 followers and Instagram deleted all of them because they were all bots or unrelated oh, to my, like, yeah. it was sad, bro. It was, it was like really, like I got yeah. really depressed, dude. Yeah. So sad. And like, I had like less than 150 and I literally, I have, I've, I've had to restart from the ground up, but I literally told myself this, I'm going to do this the organic and right way. Yeah. I won't do sub for sub. I won't do follow for follow and all the other, like all the other stuff that's like, um, that just doesn't work. I, I was like, I'm gonna do this very organically. So I, I tried to play shows so people, so people could see my face, just like how they did back in the '70s, dude. Like if you, if you're an artist, you had to go on tour, and every show you went to, you sell your merch and you get your name out there, and hopefully you'll find a the next promoter or the next so uh, a blogger or I, well. Well, that time they didn't have blogs, but um, radio show hosts that would spin your band's record on that city's uh, main radio station that supported that specific music, yeah. you know? 
So I kind of so, wanted to, um, you know, we're talking a lot about shows and everything. And, you yeah. know, I'm pretty sure shows aren't going to come back until 2022, probably. Right. Yeah, probably. Given, you know, yeah. all the stuff is going on with Live Nation and all the stuff that is going on um, right now. So given that you talked about that, I kind of want to actually deviate a little bit and talk about <laughs> what um, Andrew Yang posted um and and oh, really? this isn't this isn't a um it's not an original idea from him i think it's this is something that's been floating around but a new all you know alternative look on on how to do um go about streaming right mm-hmm. so streaming as we know it um is you pay $10 a month to Spotify or whatever. Um, and you can listen to as much music as you want. Um, and then, you know, every time you listen to the music, the artist gets like, like a, I don't know, like a third of a penny. No, not even a third of a penny. I think it's like a tenth of a penny or something like that. You know, yeah, so yeah. thank you for your tenth of a penny. If, if it's even that, <laughs> um, but um what he, um he was saying or what he was you know theory or he was saying is this idea of micro payments right mm-hmm. um so instead of you paying ten dollars to listen to unlimited amounts amounts of music you pay um or you maybe like load an account and or you pay just little payments i guess like you run up a tab basically you run up a tab probably throughout the month and you pay like a little bit for every every piece of content you consume on that platform whether it's music or music mm-hmm. videos you pay like i don't know like even if it's something like a penny you'll pay that much for the consumption of that and so you're paying per you literally it's like you know you're literally paying per listen or paying per view um a small payment that you won't even really necessarily miss but at the end what it's doing is it's way more effective and it's way it pays the artists that you appreciate you know that you love to listen to it gives them more um more money um because a lot of artists right now indie artists mainly they're struggling um so something like micropayments is something that's interesting um and I think that's kind of interesting, like if that ties into like people's communities too, like um, you know, if people if there's rewards for because you can do all kinds of things with micropayments, right? It's like right. if someone listens to your album a bunch, right, and they're right, and there's some kind of reward within your community for you know for having x amount of listens on you you know there there's a lot of interesting things that you know because you can really show appreciation for someone listening and paying you um and i wouldn't mind doing that i wouldn't mind um instead i just run up a tab on what i listen to um right and i understand if um spotify or whatever platform needs to make a base amount of money if they need if they need to make like i don't know maybe it's five dollars per month and then there's like a tab that you run up um, per artist, but I think that's a, a way, a way better value. 
Um, yeah. So I was thinking, we kind of talked about this last night, but so you think it's like a hybrid of like an iTunes card and I think it is platform. Yeah, I think it is kind of like a hybrid of an iTunes card and and then a streaming platform because like an iTunes. Instead of a dollar per song. (laughs) You know, yeah, except there's not a dollar per song, right? But it's like you're paying per listen to that song, just like you're paying per song on iTunes. Um, Yeah. Whereas streaming, you can make the argument that you're paying per song, but you're not really paying per song. Um, Because if I left, if I left, um, because the streaming rate is pretty consistent. So even if I were to listen to more than $10 worth of streams a month, right? If that was um, possible, even if I were to, like that rate is going to stay the same per, for the artist. It's not going to split it and say, oh, he listened to more than $10 worth of music. Um, we're going to go ahead and split that um, even more <laughs> across the artist. Now you get now you get a 20th of a penny, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I I do think it's like a mix between that, but I think that's like the, the right mix. Um, and I think the minute a platform or someone comes up with that idea, I think you're going to see an, a, a big exodus to that. Um, even by big artists, because streaming is just like, yeah, you, I don't know if you've seen the numbers of how much like Spotify and all these streaming platforms make, but they make a ton compared to the little that artists make. Like they really make a ton of money. Um, yeah. And I don't think. I mean, I just watched a video today about the truth behind the record industry, and to just make a decent minimum wage living off of Spotify per month, you need about three hundred and forty-four thousand plus listens or plays, rather, per month. Per month, bro, you need that much just to have a minimum wage job. That's wild. As an artist. It's sad because you think about you think about like the lives <laughs> you're impacting so as an sad. artist, right? You're impacting all these lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, granted, it's probably not necessarily like a whole three hundred thousand people, but it's three hundred thousand plays of people who listen to this on the way to work, of people who yeah, who are going through something that listen to something like yeah, and like an artist in a way, it, in some cases they can be a, a therapist, right? So like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't pay a therapist um, a, a tenth of a penny, you know. <laughs> so it's like, right, granted, they true. do spend a lot of a lot more time, and you can make the argument and saying they have, they have to get um, certified. But I mean, artists have to spend time developing their craft. So, um, yeah. I think there there needs to be more value in in the stream. Like if you if people really. Mm-hmm if these companies are really for the, the artists, like they claim they are, they need to show that they're for the artists and support those sub communities too. Um, yeah. Which goes back to the point of giving more yeah. than, than, giving than more receiving. Than if you're just and taking away from the artists, streaming companies, yeah, are not streaming companies and labels than receiving. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, that's, that's the thing. Like it, I mean, I guess in one way they're giving a lot to, well, I don't know, because I, I really do feel like a lot of people would would be down for micropayments. A lot of people who just listen to music would be mm-hmm. down for that. Um, 
Yeah. Like, I think that would be something that a lot of people are for, but because it's not your flat rate $10, right? People are kind of, you know, Spotify would be like, nah, because it's not, because they want their $10 a month. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, the thing there. Like, um, so I think we were going to also talk about, um, consistency also within building your community and building um, a brand yeah yeah because that's yeah when you're consistent with your community you're building a brand behind what you all believe um uh just for an example um haywire every i believe it's i think it's every monday wednesday no no it's every wednesday friday and saturday so wednesday is a he does uh, work day jam or like he'll show you exactly what he's actually really working on for the next project yeah. or maybe a single or a remix that he's doing so he'll open that up for the time being then on Fridays uh, no 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 Wednesdays he might he might work on something but really he's just really just jamming he's taking a break from what he's working on and yeah. just like he'll He'll run like a loop and he'll just play piano with his oh, synthesizer. Yeah. It's dude, you have to watch it, bro. I'm gonna like, follow because he on he knows he knows jazz chords, all that. So he'll even tell you like the Mixolonian scales. Oh, wow. And then like because he because he studied piano for 14 years. Yeah. And then th- to think about this applying actual sound design that's really genuine and then applying lyrics to it yeah. to make a really great song. Like he knows that stuff. And that's why his channel is one of the like I, I think he he gives some of the best value, yeah. um, and I also vouch for him because when I met him back in Nashville back in 2016, uh, when he re- released his uh, twofold part two EP, no sorry, uh, twofold part two album, um, I I really told him what his music meant to me and what he just overall does, and how I could get involved and try to like you know just be a um, uh, 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 almost like a not a intern but how can i just learn from him some more he told me to you know join uh his communities just to reach out to his manager and then his manager uh also took shots with him backstage that was pretty fun too yeah uh (laughs) and so like his manager they just really liked my energy and like they ended up sending me a free copy of his first um not his first album but twofold part one album on cd and then he sent me some like monster cat merch because that was the label that he was with oh, yeah. at the time I remember, I remember so yeah that was monster cat yeah 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 and so like that was really like big for me like he built he built any like a uh, eternal fan because he gave me that genuine yeah i gave him a genuine rundown of what his stuff meant to me like not just from a fan side but also as an uh, another artist and a yeah, creative exactly and then he gave me in return for that you know exactly um, and that's and that that consistency he continues to do with his uh twitch uh channel and his discord because um in like i said in twitch he has a schedule and you'll get notifications in the discord when he goes live um and also with emails too and um uh yeah so wednesdays is a workday jam jam session then friday he usually does feedback for other producers and artists that are creating songs and uh, he'll tell them like his honest, you know, feedback without, I think, I think you have to subscribe because obviously, you yeah. know, 
uh, to get that. But that's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's equal. It's like you pay to subscribe, but then you get the access to his knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like school. Like, you know, that's fair. It's worth it. And you, and he, and and you get genuine feedback, not just from him, but it's live. So the rest of the community. And so like maybe someone really likes your song in that community. So after the stream is over, you might have somebody come back to you and be like, Hey man, uh, I like what Haywire said, but, but also do this to your song as well. And y'all might, y'all might collab in a few weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't know. And then Saturdays, um, he does something on Saturdays too. It might be another jam session or something that he's working on. Um, but yeah, it's just like, he opens that up. Uh, uh, and he does that consistently each week. He does that. That's how you build a brand. Uh, that's how you build a community is like yeah. consistently doing something with that group of people. Uh, that's just one way. Yeah. And there's a bunch um, of ways. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I th- I really think that that's going to be the new wave though. Like mm-hmm. people are slowly taking on to it, but that's kind of the thing. Like um, it's having um, these, these sub communities and everything. Um forgot I was gonna say something about that. About which part? Consistency? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, like you know, I think a lot of people and even me personally struggle with the whole consistency. Um yeah. especially with the social media aspect with building a Oh brand definitely and yeah. Um, you know, you're dealing with algorithm changes and dealing with all this stuff that goes on on social media. And at times it seems like a, it's a, cause, cause to be honest, like Instagram is really pay to play. Um, you know, you get, you get engagement from your fans, like people or people who follow you and everything. You get that engagement sometimes. Right. But they, um, I'm not sure what they did with the algorithm change, but I know beforehand it was they would show your post to, I think, 10 percent of your followers and they had to engage with it within like 10 minutes or something like that. And if depending on how they engaged, it shows how many other people they would show that to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the algorithm very much curating content, essentially and it's almost unfair it's yeah it's almost kind of unfair um and you kind of have to now invest a little bit into making ads into doing you know other stuff on instagram um just to get people to visit your site because because it's not going to happen it doesn't really happen like that off of a post people people who are close to you like they'll go and click on the link the link in your bio but maybe um yeah maybe yeah that's the thing like maybe but that's a whole nother thing it's a whole (laughs) other thing um (laughs) but it's like with the ad it because just think about it though because it's all about like um efficiency like in terms of people really have short attention spans and even just think about your own actions when you click on a link and stuff like if it doesn't load right yeah and well there's a reason why they let you put a link in your bio and not a link on a post. Because if they put a link mm-hmm. in your post, easily people will go off to your website, right? People would just, okay, mm-hmm. there's little cost for that. But 
for putting a link in your in your bio. Now this person has to click on your name. They have to click on your and then click on your bio, which is a whole which doesn't sound like a lot, but a lot of people. But it is a lot to a lot of people. That's a scroll. You know, they would they just want to scroll past that. Like they don't want to click on that. Um, Whereas when you do an Instagram ad, they put the link right there for you. (laughs) You know, you can put and put the learn more button that's right on the bottom of the post, and you can they can just click on that. But even then, it's like you have to know how to target people the right way yeah. they don't tell you how to target even even though i know they know what kind of people that really like your content or who you're really trying to target like i i should be able to just put you know music producers into into um into the search in, like, you know, like on a hashtag on, or in a or, search bar yeah into the um because it's like when you're doing an ad it's like it's different than hashtags. oh yeah yeah it's like interest yeah but yeah. but you can put record producers, but not music producers. But no one calls themselves. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, no, no one, one calls, calls themselves a record producer. A record producer, like yeah. And so then you have to target other things, and like, so I'm like, what's up with that? But it's almost like they kind of like yeah. set you up to fail a little bit. I mean, you can succeed really easily too. I'm not going to sit there and say that it's it's just there's no way to succeed. You can succeed with the ads, but like it's like they make it a little weird because. Personally, if there was just a thing that said music producers, that's all I would need. That was all. That would be the only hashtag, maybe genres or something like that. That would be the only interest I would need to to find people who are interested. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, that's kind of a. I mean, I think it would be a lot easier though, for because now that I you know I took a ca- a course on on ads, and for marketing my music, it would be a little bit you know more interesting and easier because you just have to target people who are you just have to target the artists that are that you're most like so you know you saying that you really like haywire and um you know you would put that him as one of your um artists that you're interested in along with um Maybe some other people, because some of those artists aren't going to show yeah. up. The ones that are a little bit more low key. Yeah, that's that. That was the biggest problem when I was marketing. Some of us, like Flume, yeah. showed up, but even his community has been kind of drifting away because he didn't release anything yeah. for like two or three years after uh, Skin. Yeah. Um, and like that was so tough. And even with Katronada, as as big as he is, like it was still hard to market that stuff, dude, because it was just like. They know the song, but they don't know K Tronada, if that makes sense. Like yeah. they know, like, oh, that's because he features so many artists uh-huh. on his music, especially with especially with uh the last album, Bubba, um, with oh, he, yeah, you know, he, he had Estelle, so Van Jez, yeah. Sir, um, so many people. And it was so like even uh Tinashe and then Pharrell was on there. So it can be very hard to market that mm-hmm. that that project. The most that I, that I could do is say, R&B that did mm-hmm. that that interest did help me out because pretends kind of like R&B future base yeah same thing with where are you galaxy and then with this next lo-fi project it's going to be pretty much easy it's gonna be so, lo-fi but I will add also maybe EDM in the tag so I have because a uh, it's like future base you know I have a question do you think that like because I, I think about this like I think EDM, and we kind of touched on this in our first episode, but EDM and electronic music has a bad rap. And I think techno... Oh, yeah. EDM is such a bad rap. Techno, hard style, and even certain types of house music, right? Um, I'll I'll go there. 
oh yeah kind of gave it a bad a bad rap like so people yeah. associate it with this mundane and ultra repetitive music right yeah and yeah so whenever people think edm they think that they don't think of future yeah. base right they don't think of yeah of, they don't know, think of sg lewis for, for goodness sakes like, like sg lewis yeah. is still electronic music and i think i think that's what kate is kind of trying to do is trying to by having these high profile features right Right, he's right. introducing. He separates himself. Yeah, he's, but he's also a gateway drug. He's introducing this world of electronic music to people who otherwise wouldn't have listened to it unless it had their favorite artists on it. That is, that is true because that's what happened with me and uh, um, a rap music when I first heard his stuff. Yeah. Like he was he literally he was chopping up techno and dubstep samples but he was literally like blending hip hop mm-hmm. and trap over it and I was like yeah. oh it's not just like <laughs> demonic yeah. mundane <laughs> demonic uh, uh, yeah I always say because that's what I, I felt when I first yeah. heard of some forms of EDM was like what the this has ties with Satan <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah like I, I think that's what it makes it kind of difficult but I realized what Cajunaz music is really, it's actually dance music. And so that that has a different connotation. And so like maybe next time I use that tag a little bit differently when yeah. I do more of my funky house stuff, yeah. uh, emulating those things. But I think it would be but, interesting um, though yeah. to, because you feature artists and stuff. And I think that's a good move for mm-hmm. electronic music. Um, maybe like really try to be the gateway drug right that's what i've been thinking i was like let me that's make, what i yeah, yeah that's what i want to do yeah let me make yeah. music electronic music for people who don't like electronic music and i know that's weird yeah. right it's like a weird no that like, makes sense know, no that, that makes me, total sense because to of me. course people who like electronic music are going to like your music right um, right but if you make music that you know using r&b and hip-hop influences and it's electronic you're going to get a lot of those people that are going to like yeah. your music, right? They're going to they're gonna really right. vibe with your music because it's going to be something different. It's going to be refreshing. Um, yeah. Because there's times where you want minimal production on music, right? And then there's times where you mm-hmm. might want to hear somebody go all, go all out. You might want to hear a full experience, right? A full, like, like production, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that that's an interesting yeah. approach, like... Um, even yeah. even when I'm um, writing music, I try to think of so, like making stuff that I like. That's electronic. Um, that's also has some live has to have live elements in it too. But then definitely I can definitely. see other people listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. So like I think that's that's kind of a a um, a big thing if you hit all those things and i know people say you need to narrow your fan base down and stuff like that um you need to really target specific a specific group of people but i think you can really target um 
a broad fan base if you if you take that approach. Yeah. Now don't let that I think that only works for a certain uh genre spaces though. Obviously yeah. you're making hip hop obviously niche it down to certain types of hip hop. That's you know, that's very yeah. obvious. Yeah, like true. if you're making conscious rap, it's yeah. very but with when it comes <laughs> yeah, to electronic yeah. music, people don't know all, all the sub genres and sub communities mm-hmm. inside of electronic music because they just think it's like you said, it's either dubstep or but here's uh, my pr- thing. progressive house. I would say <laughs> I think the electronic music community has done that to itself. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's more subgenres yeah. like, and there's so many electronic subgenres. Like, it's just boom. It's just a it, electronic music is really a blanket term, right? Right. Because future bass is nowhere near techno. Yes, they both have no, electronic yeah. elements, but it's nothing like it. Um, so like, I think that that that. Yeah. You know, I know we're talking about what is electronic music, but I think the issue is we have to define what it is, right? We know what hip hop yeah. is, we know what um, R and B is, but then electronic music is something that's obscured because it encompasses so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's something that needs to be like expanded upon. Maybe. Because that, yeah. it kind of does I think, your discernment. I think it's something. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is, um, so me and my boy, uh, Miles, back in college, um, he, he's actually the one that put me on a lot of stuff that I listen to and actually try to create. Uh, uh, and we would, like, set up our turntable maybe in our dorm yeah. or like uh in our apartment and we would just play music and people were like what is this and like and we went to hbc so it's nothing but black people <laughs> yeah and so like they're listening to it and they're like oh it's like they you know they will obviously say it's like techno but it's like jazz but it's like trap but it's like r&b mm-hmm. and we were like yes bro like this stuff yeah. exists yeah. like this stuff is crazy like and so you're right like we, we you and i and the rest of the community that i have need to continue to be the gateway because um i even I, I made a mix for a podcast slash radio show uh last year and i put it out and um I sent it to a few of my friends, like my mom, my sister, my dad, and they all listened to it. And they were like, wow, like we didn't even know like stuff like this was being made. Like this yeah. is crazy. Like, because uh, and it was all like under electronic music. Yeah. It's all blanketed yeah. under that. So like, cause I've had yeah. that similar yeah. experience when you show people um, like anomaly, right? You show someone who's very much, oh, very yeah. much as much jazz as it is electronic. Right. And yes, you show that exactly. to somebody and it's like they don't know how to compute that right they're like whoa you know it's like okay this is obviously electronic but then it's jazz and but i really think that you know thinking back now it's like electronic music kind of that term does a disservice to all electronic music and granted it would be it would be very hard because there's so many different subgenres of electronic music it would be really hard to like subdivided it and and then boom now we have a million other new genres of music right um (laughs) yeah but i think like that should be something that should be explored because a lot of people don't know that world exists because of their common you know assumptions of what electronic music is um definitely i think that's a a big thing and yeah 
so I think, you know, kind of, I guess, wrapping things up with that, like, is, hmm, I'm trying, I'm, you know, now it's kind of got me thinking, like, thinking of, of that whole thing. It's like, it kind of changes, like, the whole approach of building a community because it's like, yeah, yes. you want you want to yeah. target people that have um, an interest in electronic music, but when you know your music can reach more than just people who like electronic music, exactly. How do you go about that's, doing that's that? That's what I've been saying, brother. That's what I've been saying, brother. Yeah. That, that's my, that's, yeah. that's been my biggest yeah. challenge. It's, it yeah. literally has been my biggest I get you now, challenge. Get, get what you're it saying. is my biggest. That's why I'm saying like, I'm trying to build community more than just fan base. When they get to know my influences, like when I speak about, I grew up on, El DeBarge and Switch and the uh, Shaka Khan and Prince. Yeah. Like that's, mm-hmm. I remember that stuff. And then I also grew up on gospel, Ty Tribbett. Yeah, and so when I share too. this stuff, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And like, so like, for instance, Lido, he's, he's trained in gospel, classical music, and then R&B. And he flips all that with electronic music. Yeah. And like, I shared it with my friend uh, and she was like, dude, like, isn't this... Jaden Smith's blue. I was like, yeah, Lido made it though. Like this is technically future R and B slash electronic R and B. Um, and it's just like, it is so hard to market them when you're trying to get other, other communities, bigger communities to come to your sub community, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or your sub genre. It's, it's quite difficult. And so that, that part of consistency is, is very hard, not just for the, uh, the marketing, uh, uh, but the consistency in your sound so that people can identify like, you know, with, with, uh, it, it, you know, how, how this goes with certain artists, like they have these certain sounds with these certain drums they always use yeah. so that the brand that's branding. Mm-hmm. People don't know that, but that's actually branding. The like, so you one. can be consistent. Like, Oh, it's K Trinata. Oh, that's yeah. when you hit that baseline and that, and that's, like all that yeah. stuff going on, you know it's K bro. Like there's no or mm-hmm. with uh anomaly's got that certain synth that he uses with his uh piano chords, and you know it's and you know it's anomaly when you hear it, bro. Like yeah. that's that's branding, and so that consistency with your community will flow over into your actual music uh and your craft as a whole, man. Um but uh and also just going back to what you said about uh, consistency with post, uh, if we if we continue to build our community, we can ask people in, inside in, inside of that community to help us post things together. You know, True. like how we're doing with this podcast. How like you know we can use these same techniques mm-hmm. we use in this podcast because we're being pretty consistent. Actually, yeah, pretty <laughs> this is the so most far. consistent I've been <laughs> yeah. with it. You know, but we are creating a yeah. system. That's that's and how I think consistency is, is attained. I think you know. Yes, with that being said, exactly. It's a lot yes. easier to be more consistent with things when you have someone else you're working on something with. Exactly. Um, That's why community is so yeah. important. That's another form of accountability for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'll even say, you know, you're talking about like different posts and stuff. But yeah, you got, you know, people who do fan art and and stuff like that and do all yes. kinds of art and stuff. Because even in like the, the Kenny Beats server, they had a whole channel of people who did like they had like an art contest a whole art like they were making like um album covers right 
There you go. Yeah. And that's a thing, man. And I've seen that for years. That's been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, they were really good. Like a lot of them are really good. Yeah. And I was like, that's smart. You know, use your community to have a contest where someone can design the album art. And then, you know, of course, pay them. Right. You pay them for that. But like, yeah. imagine someone who's actually passionate about what you're doing, designing something, using their talents to design something for you like that that's a win-win situation right there yeah, <laughs> you know like definitely. um and i think that's kind of really something really interesting with um community too yeah definitely man well this has been great we uh hope you guys yeah, yeah. are safe out there uh we know a lot of things are still going on um wash your hands yeah, use please. hand sanitizer six feet Wear don't be mask. doing stuff like going to people's houses and yeah. you know in, in big large uh gatherings and all those things but uh make sure you check us out on um, at omen podcast on instagram i'm sad and sage you can check out my music and uh my post in my community at sad and sage music and in the link in my bio you can join the discord community that, that i've created called the sage summit where you can ask me questions about production about faith and pretty much anything, you know. And I'm Justin, and you can check me out on Instagram at um, at JSTXYN. And yeah, you guys have a good one. All right, guys. Take care. Peace. <laughs>